está la cripta! Ay, 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 ay. Hola, amor. Hola, cariño. Hello, and welcome to Uy, qué horror, a Latinx horror movie podcast with Johnny and Eileen. I am Johnny. And I'm Eileen. Hi, Eileen. <laughs> Hi, how's it going? <laughs> uh, it's going well. I've got a lot of coffee coursing through my veins right now. I'm, mine, my, can you see that it says ho, ho, ho on my mug? A Merry early Christmas, everyone. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, and, ho, uh, hoes. Ho, ho, hoes? <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. Bottoms up, everybody. Yes. Uh, so welcome. Today we're going to talk about spooky stuff, as usual. This is your pick this week. And, yes, uh, it is. We went all the way to freaking Panama, which, you know, out of all the Latin American countries, I will admit, I think I know the least. That's a lie. There's a lot more of them that I don't know that much about. But Panama is one that I really don't know a lot about. You know, I'm going to agree with that. It's one that I, not to be a dick, but don't think about that much. <laughs> yeah, it's it's you the know? Switzerland of all the countries. Because I feel like there's not a lot of drama going on there. There's not a... Sure. There's a canal. Great. But yeah. other than that... But yeah, today we are going to Panama with this movie called Diablo Rojo PTY from 2019. <laughs> yes, the PTY is included... We both were like, I know what that means, but I want you to tell me what you have discovered because I'm hoping that mine is different. The the, the PTY, I mean. Right, right, right. So um, I found an article. It was like a review of the movie that was like, PTY is the airport code of can of Panama. Yes. Well, that's what I discovered as well. Apparently, Hilarious. that is the airport code for Aeropuerto Internacional de Tocumen sure. in Panama City. I was like... Pretty PYT, pretty young thing, but that is absolutely incorrect. And that is absolutely what I was thinking too. I thought maybe that was just like the bus's nickname because sure. Diablo Rojo is a bus. Everybody, we will get into it. Do, do not fret. We will. Yeah. We will get there. Well, we haven't but even no. said the title <laughs> of the movie yet. <laughs> I just said it, didn't oh, I? Oh yeah, you did. <laughs> wow. This is where we are. We always need a moment to just I, adjust ourselves. Let the caffeine. <laughs> Do its like, job. like my fingers are vibrating right now. Okay, so <laughs> we're, we're gonna talk about this. My coffee. <laughs> uh, ho ho hoes. <laughs> so we're going to talk about this movie from Panama, Diablo Rojo, Pty, 2019. It is directed by a woman, which I yes. did not realize when I picked it, and I'm so glad it is. Her name is Sol Moreno. What a lovely name. Very evocative. <laughs> so it actually says directors, Sol Moreno and J. Oscura Najera. Mm -hmm. So this is a co-production. The writers of this film are Adair Dominguez, or I guess Adair, Adair Dominguez, mm -hmm. and also J. Oscura Najera. Mm -hmm. Let me give you a little synopsis. Yes, so right, So that we please. can bop our bodies into this film. <laughs> Diablo Rojo P-T-Y-P-T-Y. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Diablo Rojo bus driver, his helper, a priest, and two policemen fall victim to a mysterious spell and end up lost somewhere in the Chiriqui jungle where they will have to survive the creatures that inhabit the roads with the old bus as their only refuge. Well... 
Let's uh, let's drive into this spooky jungle. One more thing that I think I we should say right at the top mm -hmm. is explain what a Diablo Rojo is. Diablo Rojo means red devil, and mm -hmm. there are no red devils in this film. No. So the Diablo Rojo, they're basically the public transport in Panama. They're the buses. Mm -hmm. So they're a collective transport that for many years was the only public transport in the city. Uh, many times these buses are driven recklessly. They cause several deaths on different occasions, especially due to the races that were held between the Red Devils. So they would race each other to see who would arrive first at the designated bus stop. For, this, for me, reminded me a lot of Nicaragua because they're school buses. They look like an American school bus, but instead of it being a yellow bus, they paint it because they're also individually owned. This isn't like, mm -hmm. there isn't like a the public transport. It's not the MTA. It's not the BART. It's not that at all. It's literally a guy owns a bus and goes to pick up people. <laughs> and I believe they were actually buses from the from the school system of the United States of America. They absolutely are. They absolutely are. So these are, are. old-ass school buses that were taken to Panama. And honestly, the rest of Central America, because all the buses in Nicaragua yeah. that look like that are also American school buses. Yeah, and yeah. so you can buy a school bus and create your own business of driving people wherever they need to go so that's why they like <laughs> that's why they race each other so they're like mm -hmm. the the if i get there first i get the most passengers therefore i get the mo the most money and yeah blah 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 and so. you're not taking my fare yeah so no. and the which fun is part, also you get to uh -huh. decorate it the way that you want to and these buses are beautiful like these people paint oh. them amazing colors and there's always some sort of religious insignia or like que Dios me bendiga on the windows like uh stickers what are those stickers called that go on like cars decal? decals yeah yeah. And um and like lots of flags and shit and all that stuff. It's literally ribbons on them. Yeah. Lights inside the actual like the the inside of it. They're so cool looking. So anyways, so that's yeah. what a, a Diablo Rojo is. Mm -hmm. And now Which is honestly the centerpiece of our story is this Diablo Rojo. It's true. Let's uh let's get on this bus and ride and on into, into the sunset. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So here we go everybody. Diablo Rojo PTY. We open on this gorgeous aerial view of the ocean. Lovely. Which my heart. I was longing for it. I was like, oh, the sea calls my name. We get this beautiful ocean view. The credits begin. It literally says Panama Horror Movie Company presents. <laughs> <laughs> With this soundtrack that it's, it's have you have you seen the original Carrie? I have. The music reminded me so much the music of, of this movie is mm -hmm. throughout this film i was like this music it sounds ridiculous a lot of times yeah but also like it, it kind of works it works it makes yeah. me, it made me feel like this seems a little too disney for me it's a lot of strings yeah. and it's very 70s yes very much so and like Carrie, we're talking about Carrie now, but they're in that <laughs> shot of that shower room, the beautiful like 70s, I think it's like flute driven music. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's sweet. It's kind of nice. It doesn't feel 
right for a horror movie, but yeah. some of it was not so good in this movie, I must say. Like, Agreed. I feel like they could have edited a bit, but this intro with this track, I immediately was like, oh, cool. They're going to give us like a 70s ex inspired, I hope, like exploitation-ish kind of movie. Right. We'll see what happens. Yeah. So we get these credits and literally we just kind of flow into a view of Panama City and boom, title card, Diablo Rojo PTY. Next shot, we see our Diablo Rojo, this bus traveling through the city. It was lovely to see Panama City like this because I've never been there. Me neither. It, it was, was really, really nice to see like we see the driver and we see this young man because at the same time that with all these buses you always have the driver and you have this like yeah. partner guy who steps out and he's the one that yells like we're going to wherever the fuck and then they this is how I would describe him. He's like your hype man. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, like, well, get a, get your ass up in here. This is the bus to be in, motherfucker. Pow, 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 pow. <laughs> he is literally standing in like the little stairwell that you board and get off the bus, like screaming at people. Like when they pull up to the stop, he gets off. He's like, hurry the fuck up and get up with, <laughs> right. on here. And yeah. the driver like does not stop beeping. It's just constant. Constant so, and I'm sure also probably the money collector. Like that's the guy that you pay sure. for when you gotta yeah. go to wherever the fuck you're going. You give him your little fare. Yeah. So our Diablo Rojo is covered in art. On the back, you see a little painting of a lovely young woman. Mm -hmm. And next to her, there is the name Josefina painted there as well. Now just keep this in mind for yes. later because this is important in this film. Also, <laughs> I specifically was trying to find a Christmas-ish movie for this time period and I, let's just say I failed miserably, but this is my Christmas nugget for this movie. Okay. On the front of our bus, it says, 24 de diciembre. Shut so, up! I did not see that! Yeah, it says the 24th of December slash Albrook, which I believe is the bus's route or route. Sure. Because later on you see like a fancier bus with like a... What do you call those like electronic letters on the front of the bus that show you where it's going? Yeah, sure. Like the... You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a regular bus would have like... Right. The number like a more and the route absolutely and like it kind of just like flashes by the letters electronically that said the 24th of december on like a fancier bus so i think that that is just telling us that this is the route of the bus it also says on this bus rey del barrio miguel all these things on this bus it's 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 honestly beautiful yeah it's very <laughs> I, I love and there's it. led lights all over it that's my christmas yeah. thing about it is that it looks like a fucking christmas tree it's lit up yeah it's very cool. Yeah. Okay. So we we're on this bus. We meet this young guy standing in the door. Well, his name, which I did not hear once in this film, Naria time. In the credits, it says Junito, but I literally called him Bleach <laughs> for the entire film because he's got. I mean, let's just be honest, hideously bleached hair. Yeah. Where, you know, his hair is so dark where I, I don't know how the whole process works, but to bleach hair. It's orange. Yeah, it's like orange hair. But yeah. so I called him, what did you call him in your notes? Junito? No, I called him YG for young guy. <laughs> okay. Again, we apologize for confusing you, but when you hear YG or bleach. 
or that Junito. means or Junito. That means this, like, you know, the hype man. We pull up to our first stop, and that's when we see YG Bleach step out of the thing, and he's letting people in. You get your first shot of the driver, Miguel. Mm -hmm. Did you recognize this man? No, who is he? Dude, I saw this guy, and I was like, holy shit. Who I is he? I fucking know this actor. You have not seen Speed, have you? I have seen Speed, but it has but been- But it's been ages. Centuries. This man is in Speed, and just the fact that he was stuck on a bus in Speed, and now he's about to be stuck on a bus <laughs> in this movie- Wow! Is insane. I should have looked up the actor's name. I think it's Carlos I got it right Carlos here. Carrasco. Tell me I'm right. That is correct. This man has wow. a career. I think he's been on like some Star Trek shows. He was in Speed. And he's from Panama City. He's from Panama. Oh my God, he was in a Jason Statham movie called Parker. He's a big time actor. He was in Star Trek. Captain Jonas Pri Bensley. There you go. Wow. I mean, pride and joy of Panama. I love it. And little did we know. And to also be in this, the first Panamanian horror film, love. Love, Great. love, love. Next thing you know, so they pick up their fare, and then we get one of these kind of buses racing each other. The buses are driving at full speed next to each full other. Full speed. Young G slash Bleach is just kicking the other bus right next to it. I'm like... Sir, you will kill yourself. That is so dangerous. This is a main highway. There are cars around them and they are speeding down, taking up both lanes. It's Crazy. insane and everybody's beeping. Yeah. Okay, so we fade into a bar sequence and we get kind of like a news voiceover telling us about the Diablo Rojo, all, like all these buses and how they're very dangerous and that the government should be doing something about it, but they're, they're not. And this news footage to me looks real. Like Absolutely. they actually took this. These are yeah. not actors. No. <laughs> <laughs> so YG Bleach, that's his name now, and Miguel, they're drinking beers and they look like they're getting pretty... Tanked. Bleach is listening to this news report and he says... Hey, Tavien, fuck up. Did you catch this? <laughs> okay, that was the first time I heard it, and he, they said it a couple of times, and the and the subtitles was like fucked up, and I was like, yeah, hold on. So this first time, I was like, mm, is it a Panamanian thing, or is it mm -hmm. is it slang, or what? But then when it comes around the second time, I was like, oh, it's just fucked up with an accent on it, like esto está bien, fuck up, It's that beautiful Spanglish. <laughs> So, but also they don't give half a shit about it too because they're like, listen, this is our livelihood and this is what we're doing. Yeah. So uh, this pretty lady walks by. She's wearing like little, what do you call them? Those like short shorts, hot pants, whatever they're sure, called. Sure, hot pants. She's kind of standing behind YG Bleach. And so he's like, here, take my phone, Miguel. Take a picture of me. And he just like poses with this ass behind him. <laughs> it's just kind of establishing YG Bleach is young. Miguel is older. They're different generations, but they're working together. Yeah. At one point, he uh, says, Facebook. Miguel is like, Facebook, ¿qué es You know, he just doesn't know all that shit. It's adorable. <laughs> so they seem to be like getting ready to go back to work, even though they're drunk and it's like almost midnight. But Miguel's like, I gotta go take a piss. I'll be right back. So he goes to like, he's still outside. He he's goes literally to this, goes like, behind the building. Oh, I was like, bro, right, you like can't, behind the bar. Uh, there's no bathroom at this bar, but probably not. This also seems like a bus driver stop, like one of those yeah. places where it's just like 
here's a bar for your end of shift. Like it, it'll yeah. be close to wherever it is. And then you're not going inside. It's literally tables outside and maybe like a little a booth, maybe kind of place. Honestly, it seems lovely. It reminded me a little bit of, of Nicaragua because yeah. you know that it's like that nice warm night air. Uh, you're sitting outside with people enjoying some beers. The best. I mean, a dream come true. Absolutely. So uh, Miguel goes off to pee. He pees, he turns around and boom. This weird woman with like paint on dark paint under her eyes grabs him. Her name is Melida, but this is never said. not important. <laughs> I just called her the assault witch <laughs> throughout the full movie because she basically assaults him right now. Uh, she, yeah, she does it. It didn't seem like a kiss, but she like presses her lips to him. You know what I wrote? This is a dementor. <laughs> Yeah, totally. That's absolutely what it seems like because she there's like a transference of something. And she's wearing like a <laughs> shitty costume. Like it's like yeah. weird paint under her eyes. So they're pressed basically face to face. But then she like face. grabs his dick and I was yes. like, whoa, 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 now, whoa, whoa. We'll get back to this later, but I didn't think this, the, I, I watched this twice. The first time I saw it, I was like, she's just grabbing his dick for That's some reason. That's what I thought but too. Are we to assume that they have the briefest intercourse here you know i don't know because they have this encounter he has like a weird vision where he sees a baby and there's these like special effects that happen and it's almost like mm -hmm. you're falling through a hole where like yeah. images keep popping up and then when he like comes out of it he's holding her head and then he it's almost like he smushes her head and it, it literally crumbles into his hands and he's like it's holding a wig <laughs> as he like walks away from that little behind the building area mm -hmm. his pants are down and i was yeah. like i didn't think they had sex we'll get more into that later but i agree with you i was like that was way too brief yeah so he goes running back to YG. He says one of my favorite things in this movie, which is chucha madre, which I've <laughs> never heard chucha before. Chucha a cada rato. I had never known. I don't know what this was. So I looked it up and I found literally a Panamanian slang website. Amazing. And it says, this is an interjection that means fuck. However, you shouldn't really use this term. It is very derogatory because it also means a woman's vagina. Some men frequently use it or versions of it, blah, blah, blah. It just means like, fuck, but it's pretty grosero, I yeah. guess you could say. Rude. So he runs back to the table, chucha madre, he grabs his keys, <laughs> he goes running back onto the bus, and YG follows him. Yeah. They get onto the bus, and YG's like, are you okay? Chill like, to drive? <laughs> what? Yeah, and the dude's like, I'm never, Miguel is like, I'm never going to let you drive my bus, dude, so chill out. I'm fine. The day I let you drive my bus will be, like, your lucky day. Yeah. And YG's like, yes, I, that's the day that, like, my soul is waiting for that day. To which I was like, careful what you wish for, mm -hmm. YG. So we're driving. Clearly, Miguel is still freaked out, so he's driving very erratically. YG Bleach is like, there's some cops up there. You Watch better out. slow down. And he keeps going so the cops start following this bus it is the dullest car chase that i oh. have ever seen and they literally yes. were like the music made it seem like it was gonna be like exciting and literally they're just <laughs> cruising down the highway and the two 
cops on their individual motorcycles are like like i was like bro and then as they're driving miguel is still like freaked out and and he doesn't really give a shit about the cops i don't know if it was we were meant to believe that he was like in a trance or something like that but he was like i don't give a fuck i'm going and then we're in the middle of like the bush in the middle of nowhere it's raining it starts raining crazy, and we see a woman. Assault witch. D- Dementor assault witch. <laughs> and she has a chicken, and she's ripping his her the head off. And she's sucking the blood and putting it all over her. And she's like, bang," and like chanting some chanting. shit. <laughs> and she's yeah. in the middle of a road, and we see the bus is coming, and Miguel sees her in the middle of the road, and he breaks really hard the motorcycles smash into the back of the the bus there's a moment here where like the assault witch is doing her chanting where it's raining on her and then as you see the bus is driving with the motorcycles behind them you see the storm start to form over them and then you see like the actual rain line like where it's dry and then the rain is and i'm assuming that that shot of the bus crossing into the rain is kind of like we've changed dimension like a different portal in time or something so here we are the motorcycle has crashed into the bus we're introduced to our the our two yes. cop friends to our two cops so the one who crashed into the bus his name is pinilla and the other one which i never heard his name I just called him Other Cop. Uh-huh. Um, Me too. <laughs> Other Cop. His name, by the way, is Carrington. Wow. So Other Cop comes up the beat to Binia. He's like, are you okay? Oh, my gosh. Binia's like an asshole. So he's A like, douche. I'm fine. Leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Binia goes up to the bus door and is like, abreme esta chucha. <laughs> <laughs> he comes in. Open this he's vagina. Like, Open. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh wow. That's uh can we let's just stop here everybody. That's it. That's and our episode. Thank you. Good night. Thank you. Good night. So the vagina opens and in comes uh Binilla. He's like Miguel, give me all he doesn't know his name, but he's like, "Sir, give me all your information." Yeah. You know, he's clearly in trouble because he was speeding. And this, I agree that, like, Miguel must have been in a trance because he's like, I didn't realize you were chasing me. I don't know what was happening. Like, right. there was something that he was kind of overcome by. Yeah. The other cop climbs onto the hood of the bus because the bus, I guess, has stalled. He opens the hood. He's trying to fix it. And in the meantime, YG Bleach has sat into the driver's seat to kind of like help out the other cop to turn the bus on. And Miguel is like, I need to catch my breath. I'm going to go outside and get get, Mm -hmm. like just take some a moment to myself. Yeah, while you guys do try to fix this, I need to breathe because I'm terrified. Yeah. So they they do manage to turn the bus on. And after they do, the other cop notices that Miguel is kind of spookily walking by the bus. And we see that Miguel walks up to a woman standing yeah. in the middle of the road crying with not, her back to him. Not the witch. Not the, not the witch. witch. This she... woman is like dressed well. Like she doesn't look fra- like all painted in black or no, like frazzled. No, she's in white. She's dressed in mm-hmm. white with like an off shoulder, 
almost like a, a folklore, um, traje de folklore yeah. outfit. It like, looks traditional. Traditional outfit, yeah. Yeah. Miguel comes up, he touches her shoulder, she turns around, and he clearly recognizes that this is Josefina. Josefina. The painting on the back of the bus. And he clearly, I mean, she's on the back of his bus, so he clearly has a relationship with her. What? We don't know quite yet, but there is a relationship here. Yeah. On the bus, YG Bleach turns the lights on because Miguel and Josefina are in front of the bus, like kind of close embracing almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When YG turns the lights on, he sees that Miguel is standing with a hideous a creature monster. there. monster. <laughs> She's got like her boobs are out. She's got a horrible face. <laughs> She's got wings. It's this hideous, hideous creature. Not bad puppetry here, I must say. Like, it looked pretty cool. The thing about this movie in general, when it came to the practical effects, I thought they were very efficient and they did a really yeah. good job at the slimy stuff, the scary stuff. Yes. And this monster in particular, there were its moments where I was like, okay, we see, yeah. you know... But yeah. there weren't many, and I was like, this is a decent job, guys. Looked cool. The only thing that took away from it was when they added the CGI. Yeah. Like, they show it flying, and yeah. then you're like, oh, okay. Now, I, like, if they had just kind of pulled that shit up real fast with strings, I thought it that would be super, super cool. Totally. So... <laughs> <laughs> the other cop runs up and is like, stop or I'll shoot. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Do you not see this nightmare creature in front of you? I would have run in fear 10 years ago. And then he shoots her in the tit. He shoots her. And these boobs are like, they are naked boobs out. They're, They're out. Titties galore. And now they are shot, shot titties galore <laughs> out in the wind. So the creature freaks out. These guys run off. And this is where this creature kind of CGI flies into the air. They all get onto the bus. However, the other cop, she either grabs his hand or like bites off part of his hand. So I, I rewound this because I was like, yeah. what is, how did this happen? He sticks his hand with his gun out the door to try, also, I think, try and shoot her. And she, I guess, grabs him and bites two of his fingers off. And yeah. so when he pulls his hand back in, it it's gnarly. Like that yeah. hand, another practical effect that was very effective. I was like, that hand is fucked, bro. Once he gets in the bus, they're like, drive, 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 motherfucker. And as mm -hmm. they drive away, they drive past... And she has turned back into Josefina, mm -hmm. and she's pointing at them, and her hand is all bloody. Did yeah. you notice that? So, yeah, yeah, I did. And I don't think she was, it wasn't like she was handing something out. It, it was just kind of no, like, she was just like, to show that she had kind of turned back into her self. Josefina figure. Yeah. So, Binilla is like, do not stop this bus. Binilla is the, like, original asshole cop. Yeah. He's like, don't stop this bus until we have a signal on a cell phone. But Miguel's like, we got to stop soon for gas. We're going to run out of gas. Yeah. We also establish in this part that Miguel is like, I've ne I never left the main highway, so we should still be on the main highway. Right. But and, he doesn't uh seem... Please. No, 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 you go. He doesn't seem to know exactly where he is, is, yeah. is all I'm saying. There's a lost vibe to it. Like, they don't know where they are. But And mm -hmm. also, YG Bleach is like, they're like, what time is it? And he looks at his phone and he's like, it's midnight. And the cop, Binilla, is like, no, dude, because when I stopped you, I wrote down the ticket and it was midnight then. And, they, and we've been driving for a while now. And yeah. uh, the other thing <laughs> that made me laugh. 
was YG Bleach in an effort to help uh, the other cop, who now I will refer to as the wounded cop, because from now on, that's all my notes are wounded cop. Perfect. So he grabs a bottle of like rum or booze or whatever that's in in the glove compartment of the bus, and he's like, don't worry, dude, I saw this in the movies. I'll put this on your hand to help disinfect it. And then he says this line, Esta vaina te va a doler más que la misma verga. (laughs) Yep. This is what we're this is what we're here for. Which is just it literally means this is really gonna hurt, but it yeah. is littered with just like bad words and also so many slangs. Like the thing that I love the most about hearing the Panamanian accent and like the slang and the words that they use, it made me feel like it was Dominican Republic and Nicaraguan mm-hmm. like mixed up because Baina for me, which genuinely or generally means thing. If you talk to any Caribbean person, they'll literally call a vaina absolutely anything. Oye, pasame esa vaina, and it could literally mean anything. So you know, I was gonna ask you if you recognized any of this from Nicaragua. Baina, no. The only reason I know Baina is huh. because I'm I live in New York and mm-hmm. everyone here is Dominican and they say mm-hmm. Baina like it's their job. Pero verga, which means cock slash dick slash penis. All of the above. All, yeah, it just is a slang for dick, and so. Mm-hmm. That I know for sure because of Nicaragua, but I'm pretty sure verga they say everywhere. Pero esta vaina te va a doler más que la misma verga. I was like, (laughs) I just thought it was a great, great sentence. At this point, you know, they all, he also says, I think, um, wounded cop, I believe, says, esa vaina era bruja. Uh huh. So he's like, listen, that thing was a witch. We're in trouble out here. Yeah. So at one point, we do stop. Just kind of, just so they can kind of orient themselves. Yeah. YG Bleach stands on top of the bus mm-hmm. and kind of is like peering off into the dark woods. We're in the middle of nowhere. Nowhere. Miguel is like, is there anything out there? Do you see anything? And YG Bleach says, un chanting? What the hell's that? No sé. It, to I'm me, assuming... I was like, those are lights or maybe like it's a... A, a, a church? Which is eventually what which they is find. Where we go. But... Enough to be oriented. He sees this chanting, whatever it is. And they drive again and they land in El Templo Católico Sagrado Corazón de Jesús. Cue the church organ. They literally pull up and it's like, So we arrive at this Catholic sacred heart of Jesus and um, they get off the bus. Miguel says, again, another thing I love, Oye, este man está bien male, man. Like M-A-N-G, man, which means this man is real bad. He's bad. He's fucked up. Yeah. foco. Yeah. And so Pinilla being an asshole, just strolls up to this church and is like banging on the door. He's like, open up, it's the cops. Miguel is like, dude, some que chucha te pasa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what vagina is happening? This is just, again, establishing more how Pinilla is just- A douche. Like, who's gonna kill him first? Can Where's the witch? Yeah. Is she, the, what, can we get this sequence, please? Now. So a priest in pajamas opens the door. He's like, you're lucky I was awake. 
So Miguel is very sweet. You know, he has respect for this Sacred Heart Jesus Temple. He's like, I'm so sorry. This man needs help staff. <laughs> so the priest is like, come on in. But he tells Pinilla, you can't come in here with that gun. So Pinilla, like an idiot. I mean, I would have just kept it, to be totally honest. Just yeah. keep it by my side. Like, it's, just be like, look, I'm a cop. I got to keep it here. Yeah. Pero Pinilla, being an idiot, takes the gun out and just puts it on a random church pew and walks away. Dumb. You're an idiot. And then poor wounded cop. Wounded cop barfs. Barfs. <laughs> so, He's like, I am not doing well, guys. I mean, he's missing. Fi- that hand is a mess. Gnarly. So they sit him down. The priest is like, let me go check to see if I've got something to help you out. And Pinilla and Miguel follow the priest to his living quarters. Pinilla straight up grabs a bottle of, I'm assuming, sacrament wine, correct? I I mean, I think so. I don't know if it, I mean, it'd be weird to have it because it seemed like they followed the priest to his like little quarters, like his little room. His private yeah. So I don't think that's where you would keep sacred wine. So because sure. usually there's a little there's a little special a proper place sacred for it. place that you keep the body of Christ and the blood of Christ. So maybe this was just a bottle of wine. But and still, something. like he walks in, like he owns like he the fucking owns. place, and he yeah. just straight up goes into this little where the priest is in there with him, and he just grabs that bottle of wine and. Takes several swigs of it. Nary a qu- can I? May I have some of this? No. I'm pretty stressed out. Could I have some wine? Would anybody else like? Not a no. moment of consideration for anybody else. And then he also turns to Miguel and he's like, "By the way, they're gonna take away your license. I hope you know that." And you're just like, "Binia, eat a dick." Again, where's where's the death sequence? Yeah. So. He walks off with his wine. The priest and Miguel come back to the wounded cop and YG Bleach. He's brought a rag. It looks like maybe some holy water and I think some some pills. pills. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, they're like, could you maybe go back and grab some alcohol and bandages? Because that's what we're going to need. And honestly, priest, with all due respect, that's what you should have grabbed in the first place. So now... Fingers crossed. We cut to <laughs> we cut to Pinilla. He's walked off into the woods, and I was like, "Ah, perfect! Here comes the death sequence. Kill Let's get fucker. rid of this asshole." But unfortunately, spoiler alert: we still got a few. <laughs> we still got some time with him. A little bit more. So he's in the woods. We see these two girls kind of giggling off in the darkness, walking by Pinilla, and it looks like they're wearing socks, but it's just black paint. Yeah, they're kind of in oldish-looking garb. If you it will. almost it almost looks like a school uniform. Yes. Binia follows these two girls, these giggling girls, and we cut back to the pri- the, the priest. <laughs> <laughs> we cut back to the priest and Miguel in the church. The priest <laughs> that was so good. The priest hands I... Miguel mierda. It's okay. He hands him <laughs> the smallest bandage I have ever seen. You might as well have given him a single little band-aid to put on his This man fingers. is missing fingers and you're giving it's in like an inch of a bandage. Yeah. So he hands him this, which is ridiculous. Miguel asks the priest, is there a gas station nearby? And the priest responds, not till you get to David, which mm-hmm. I assume is the closest town. Miguel sees a map up on the wall. And he's like, oh, are you from Chiriqui? And the priest says, yeah, I'm from here. So Miguel's like, well, I'm from there too. And the priest says, no, 
from you're not here. From there. You're from here. Yeah. And so we discover that in the time that they've been driving, they've made it to Chiriqui, which is apparently hundreds of kilometers from Panama it's City. It's a six-hour drive from right. Panama Miguel City. Right, Miguel is like, priest, that means I've been driving for, for more than six hours. So again, we've established we're in a different dimension right now. Yes, time is not a factor in this situation. Yeah. Witches and demons afoot. Yeah. So the priest is kind of pissy. He's like, Basta, you're talking shit. He's tired and cranky. He's like, listen, I'm going to find gas. I got some in the in the deposito, but that's it after that. Get the fuck Please out. Please leave. Yeah. Yeah. So YG Bleach goes with the priest for gas while Miguel stays with the wounded cop. And he takes the rag off the horrible hand, which again, painful, painful, painful. And gross. He wraps up horrible. And the actor wounded cop does not do a bad job at like, really expressing yeah. the pain. Yeah. He gets his hand all wrapped up with an inch of bandage. <laughs> we cut back to the woods to find Pinilla and there's a huge snake kind of slithering up close to him and he's spying on a coven of witches with their boobs out. Those tits are out and they are hankalamankalapang. And then but not only just chanting and dancing around in a circle, chanting the days of the week. They were like lunes, yeah. martes, miércoles, jueves. But then they would be like, domingo seis, 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 domingo trece, trece, trece. So like they're saying, I guess like the more like spooky numbers. Numbers? But I guess like it's kind of um, spookier to have it be like Sunday, six, six, six. Like it's darker, you know, whatever. Their boobs are out. They're chanting and dancing. They stop when a woman who I'm going to call the Grand Shit High face. Witch. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what was on her face, but in all my notes, it was just the Grand High Witch. She comes in. She's got a tiny crown. It almost looked like of thorns or some shit. And it's almost like they wanted to paint like a raccoon-like face on her, but with either mud or shit. Unfortunately. It's not. So the Grand High Witch shows up. She shows up carrying a bundled little baby. And I was like, oh, no. No, oh, no, 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 no. She holds up this baby and says, our mistress has brought your mother to this side so you can fulfill your vengeance. Now it's your turn to return the favor by offering her another life. The same assault witch comes up. <laughs> she grabs the baby, places it down. I couldn't watch this the second time through because she was tears the baby apart. Shocked. Me too. Not only does she tear this baby, like literally they rush in and she pulls like the cry of the baby. This is awful, by the way, y'all. Awful. She pulls and it's guts. It's guts. And it's disgusting. And then the rest of the witches like fall upon this bundle and they're mm-hmm. tearing at it. I was like, oh my God. I did not see that coming. Me neither. That was, I uh, was shocked. That was rough. So Pinilla sees this whole thing go down. So he rushes in and he's like, alto, policia. But this idiot left his gun on a pew because he's an idiot. So the witches laugh at him. The fire goes out that they were chanting around. And so he turns on his flashlight into the woods and you see the witches floating in the woods and they start to come for him. This was very creepy for me. Yeah, it looked creepy. I, creepy. I was like, no, 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 no. Because they were like yeah. amongst the trees. Yeah. I was like, 
I don't like this. Ooh, I mean, if I ever saw something, plus they just devoured a baby. It was very, yeah, very it spooky. Was, yeah. So they go chasing after Binia. Honestly, good riddance, Binia. <laughs> but we cut back to the church. So Bleach, YG Bleach, and the priest come in with some gas. They found some. The wounded cop seems to be coming too. And he's like, where are we? Right. What's going on here? And they're, they tell him, you're in, a, you're in a church. We're pretty far away from the city. So then Binia comes banging at the door. He's like, let me in, let me in, let me in. When they let him in, he pushes YG Bleach out of the way. And so YG Bleach push, uh, accidentally tumbles over this full thing of candles. Plus, Binia spills all the fucking gas. And they're like, that they brought up. get the fuck out of here. We're about to blow up. And he's like, Binia not only oh. is it coming in and he's like, grabs the gun and starts shooting. He grabs the gun off of the pew that he left. And he's just like a bang, 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 like willy nilly everywhere. I'm like, not only are there candles next to gas, you are shooting at it. <laughs> You're wasting your ammunition. First of all, you need to take a breath and not be an idiot. So... They're like, we got to get out of here because Binia made a mess and this chucha is going to blow. <laughs> so we get this, blow. we get the most hilarious shot of Binia doing like a somersault. Oh my God. Did you catch that? Yes, it I is did. foolish. <laughs> and then we cut to an outside shot and boom, the church explodes. But it's just like the doorway of the church. So it's not the full thing. We then cut back into the church post-explosion. We see their little heads like peeking up over the pews. And everything is getting aflame. And it's like, but now yeah. the church is on fire. And Binia continues to shoot. At What are you shooting at, you idiot? I cannot with him. I know. So Miguel, a sensible person for the most part, is like, <laughs> vamos al bus. Like, let's get the hell out of here. Yeah. So the priest goes off. He's like, I got to grab some stuff to make holy water. Miguel follows him and he's like, son brujas de verdad. And I'm like, don't we already know this? Like, we've established this. Maybe the priest isn't fully on board yet. And then yeah. he, as he's coming out of his little, like, room with his holy water essentials he like they pass and these witches are in the church they are fully yes. in there uh, amongst the flames and as they're going to the <laughs> the bus he chucks some holy water at a witch's face and it starts to like indiana jones style melt and she looked like, cool it looked really cool yeah it's very <laughs> it's, like you know homemade practical effects but effective i, I got yeah, it yeah your face is melting girl so they run back into the bus did you catch that little like so they do the little shot of the the cross burning yeah. in the church and you hear i think this piece of music is called ds Irae, which is the opening music of the shining no i didn't Did you catch hear that? that i assume is an homage a tribute tribute to the shining i'm assuming anyway so yes we're back on this bus now yeah. we take off in our trusty diablo rojo yeah. so the priest is like everybody stop bothering me because i gotta make some holy water <laughs> and then they stop. They run out of gas. So they're like, listen, we're going to have to go outside. Miguel is straight up like, we're all going outside because yeah. we got to stick together. And also, I got to stretch my legs. <laughs> <laughs> YG Bleach is like, we still have a little bit left of the gas that we had from the church. So I'll refill. Oh, they did take some church gas. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. was like, where did this come from? So the priest comes out and he's holy like, watering holy water blazing <laughs> All over the place. YG Bleach and the wounded cop start to fill up the mm -hmm. tank with the church gas. And at this point, uh, wounded cop is like, he tries his phone, but he's like, my phone's dead. So 
we're just losing ways to communicate with the outside world. Not yeah. that it would even matter at this point, I don't think. Yeah. You're pretty fucked out here, so it doesn't really matter. So, super, super priest? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> super priest. I wrote super priest because he's like holy water abla- ablaze. And this is how quickly I was writing notes, just <laughs> foolish things. So Super Priest goes back to goes uh, to the back of the van, and this is where he sees the painting of Josefina for the first time. And clearly, there is recognition here too. Yeah. Miguel comes up, and he's like, "Qué te pasa?" And the padre says, "Josefina Becerra." So there's he he knows her. Yeah. He explains that I knew her many years ago. May God rest her soul. And at this point, you realize that. Miguel, Miguel didn't. does not realize that she is dead. So we get a little bit of explanation here yes, about this is, who Josefina is. This is the priest has a little monologue where he explains mm-hmm. like, not only do we get Josefina's story, but we also get a little bit of Miguel's story where yes. the priest is like, oh, I remember you. The last time I saw you was at your mother's funeral. And mm-hmm. Miguel is like, yeah, after my mom died, my dad and I moved to the city because I needed to provide for him and to start a job and make money. So I left Chiriqui. And then the priest is like, well, you know, at that same time, Josefina came to me and I she was hella pregnant. And this is when they were like, the, it shows the priest at this time years ago, very young. So this was clearly a that long time ago. That priest was hot, yeah. by the way. He was cute. He was a young cute. priest. Okay. And uh, <laughs> Josefina shows up and she's got a prego belly. And and Miguel at this point also is like, holy shit, she was pregnant. And he didn't know that either. The priest continues to explain like her parents were really strict. So they locked her up for like all her nine months of her pregnancy until finally she escapes. And we, there was like a search for her. And when we found her, she had hung herself. And we get this horrible that shot sh- of that her. That shot was awful. She's hanging from this tree. They did a good job with this. Yeah. She's hanging from this tree. She looks all white and pale. And she's got just a huge splatter of blood near her like vagina, her crotch area. It's obvious that she gave birth and mm-hmm. then killed herself. The priest is like, because Miguel asks, where's the baby? And the priest is like, there was no baby there. So who knows where that baby Mm -hmm. is? Miguel also explains after the funeral, his uncle Pedro was like, I can get you a job on my bus. And basically he's like, I never looked back. He says, yo tripié. I think that just means like he daydreamed about making enough money working and then to take care of his dad who was very sick, but then he wanted to come back to live in David, his town, to live with Josefina, but those tiempos were very foco, padre, he says. (laughs) Now we realize that the priest has a connection to Josefina and that Miguel clearly has a connection to Josefina and possibly a romantic sexual history right then we cut to pinilla he's walking through the woods like an idiot which honestly hopefully this is your time sir he's walking through the woods i I think he's trying to check his cop walkie talkie right we then cut back to yg bleach and wounded cop (laughs) yg bleach is like i wonder if the priest can bless this gas. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Maybe. And so they yeah. talk about how crazy it is that apparently they're in GDK and the wounded cop explains that, oh, this His- is where my parents are mm-hmm. from. Mm-hmm. So it seems that they're all being brought back 
to Chiriki yeah. for a very specific reason. Like they all belong here. Yeah. And then he also says that they have worse things to worry about than brujas because there are duendes, uh-huh. animales salvajes. And he s- explains that his grandma used to tell him all sorts of stories about these things in these woods and about this conejo Indians, this tribe of Indians who are men with sharp teeth who are cannibals. And while he's telling us this, we literally get like a shot back of Pinilla with this voiceover and we straight up see these cannibals in the woods with sharp teeth blowing poison darts at Pinilla, and they shoot him with those darts. They surely do, and he starts nice shot, guys. fucking shooting up the whole entire woods. Again, Where where is all this ammunition coming from also, by the way? Because he's like bang, 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 all over the place. So we go back to the priest and Miguel, their conversation about Josefina. Mm-hmm. Miguel is like, what happened to this child? The priest explains that no one knows... It was heard that Josefina had given birth, but that the baby was never found. Mm-hmm. Wounded Cop and YG Bleach come into this scene, you know, at the back of the bus. And Wounded Cop is like, is that your daughter on the back of the bus? Because that's the woman who attacked us on the road, who turned into the freaking monster uh, from hell. The monster from hell who, you know, tore off my hand. Yeah. Then we hear these gunshots, which is clearly idiot Pinilla in the woods. Yeah. They go to see what the commotion is, and we cut to Pinilla. I know I was not supposed to laugh at this. Covered in darts. He looks like a chicken. Like he, does. he looks, it's not, it was just, I know the intended effect is like, oh my God, they've got him so many times, but it was comedic to me. It was very funny. I appreciate your practical effects, but he looks foolish yes, out there in the woods. Absolutely foolish. And did you so- hear? Not only is he covered in shots, but these tribu of conejos are Mm -hmm. running all around him. And they're not trying to hide anymore. Like, the other guys are like, whoa, what the fuck? And then there's darts coming from everywhere. And Pinilla is still trying to shoot. He shoots the crucifix out of the fucking priest's hand. I laughed when he shot the the, the cross out of a hand. What are you doing? What an idiot. So stupid. And all of a sudden, this... The, all these Indians descend upon Pinilla. Did you hear the Wilhelm scream? You know it. I was like, Eileen uh, is going to love this. <laughs> I was like, it yeah, was Wilhelm. Amazing. Before they descend on him, though, so Pinilla is shooting basically everywhere, not at anybody except for the priest crucifix, and he throws his gun to the floor. This is supposed to suggest that he has thrown it at the priest. Oh, Because the uh-huh. priest then... Picks up the gun, <laughs> yeah. shoots the head off one of these cannibals. Legit explodes so, a head off. Uh, the of head explodes up. So Pinia is left there, Wilhelm screaming <laughs> as these people eat him. It's pretty gruesome, I must yeah. say, as he's being torn apart. Good riddance. Bye. Goodbye. Get out of our film. Thank we you. We don't need you. So all these guys go running back to the bus. We see that wounded cop is now even more wounded because he's got a little poison dart in his arm. It makes his arm go numb. So now he can't feel either of his hands. Yes, right. So there is that significance. So we, yeah. we drive off again through the dark woods. Back on the bus, Miguel gives YG Bleach a map. He's like, figure out where we are, dude. Miguel then just stops the bus and he's like, look. We're lost. We don't know where we're going. Mm-hmm. We're completely, if we're just going to keep driving, we're going to run out of gas. So we got to figure out what we're doing. 
Yeah. The other, the wounded cop explains the reason they're lost is because of the witches. And again, I'm like, we've established this. <laughs> it's witches, everybody. But I think we know. I, wounded cop now kind of becomes the. He's laying out the the story of the folklore of, of the all this. Folklore of it, because yeah. because he's the one that's like my abuelita told me all about this, and my abuelita mm-hmm. told me about the duendes and the tribu and these things. While this is happening, YG Bleach goes to the back of the bus, rolls up a J, and <laughs> starts it's just smoking weed out the he window. He is so cash. Like I was like, dude, you know there are witches out there. You know that you guys are in the middle of a fucking hellscape, and yet you still have time to fucking get stony baloney and open the window. And out of nowhere, there's a fucking bruja out there, which is that the scared ass- me. Me too. The assault she, bruja because I was ready for the jump scare. Yeah, the assault bruja yeah. shows up. And he just is like, he blows the smoke in her face. And she's like, whoa. She kind of gets stoned, I guess. Or she kind of gets like all her. hazy. Then uh, YG Bleach is like, hey, guys, come look at this. They all come up to check it out. YG Bleach is like, look, weed stops them. Like, can't you see? Mm-hmm. Like, she can't do anything. And Wounded Cop says, it's not the weed, it's cigarettes. Because my abuelita yeah. said that's that was a way to stop the witches who once tried to attack her or some shit like that. Miguel is like, that's the witch that grabbed my, <laughs> grabbed my dick at the bar. What does he say? He's like, that's the one that I was drunk and hooked up with yes. last night. And that's why I was like, I'm confused because... You did hook up with her, like right. this is ex- this is what happened. And even and while- YG Bleach says "te culiaste una bruja," which I- yeah, <laughs> which means fuck. Like mm-hmm. you fucked that witch, right? That's another reason why I was like, wait, wait, but did he? The briefest sex ever. I'm wondering if maybe that trance that he falls through when that happens is supposed to signify like passage of time. Yeah, but so it was a longer time. Sure. Who knows? So while Miguel is at the window with this stoned assault witch, he reaches out and he notices that she's wearing a half heart necklace he then pulls from his own chest and he is wearing the other half so you're like oh connection here between miguel and floating stoned assault witch again he says this is the woman from the rainy road and you know the assault bar witch yeah then the priest comes up and he's just like throwing (laughs) holy water in face he's like everybody back up like this is a witch get out of here and this made me think of don't it taste like holy water (laughs) Like holy water. Of course, it made me think Madonna. of Madonna. So, <laughs> so they, the priest is like, don't it taste like holy water? <laughs> they go driving off. And as they drive off, we see that the stoned witch is like now kind of crumpled on the road behind mm-hmm. them. The grand high witch comes up behind her. She says, you need to learn to savor your vengeance. Right. The Grand High Witch is clearly like guiding her through something. Right. Assault Witch is like, am I doing okay? Like so far? Right. The Grand High Witch says, get your mother to take him to hell on her own accord. To which the Assault Witch says, well, I want to be there when it happens. 
So the Grand High Witch says, you know you shouldn't be close when it happens, but if you insist on being up close, we won't stop you. Sure. Cool. We cut back to the driving bus again. At this point, Miguel is like, listen, I have to think. YG Bleach, I need you to drive this bus. Yeah, he gives him the shot. It says, lucky day, it has arrived. Yeah. YG Bleach starts driving this bus. Miguel goes to talk to the priest, and he says, Josefina has appeared for a reason. And this is why we're lost. So the priest then finally explains the story, the legend of the Tuli Vieja. And the other, and the wounded cop is now like, oh, I know that story, of course, because his grandma told him all these stories. All the stories. And he says, the Tuli Vieja is a lady who got pregnant and who liked to party when her baby was born. So she went to the river and let the river take the baby. But then the baby started crying. So those like llantos made her change her mind, the Tuli Vieja. Right. So she like chased after the baby, but didn't find it and basically searches forever for her child, which is very Llorona. La Llorona. Yeah. Except that the difference is La Llorona actively kills her kids. Yes. La Mm -hmm. Tulivieja, at least in this version of it, is a woman that wants to be free of her child. So she just puts it in the river to be taken away and regrets it. And then realizes her mistake. Yeah, yeah, because it's like, oh, I want to party. But then it's like, oh, wait, but it's my kid. Whereas La Llorona, I think, is more of a warning to children. Tuli Vieja is more of like a warning to women. Mothers. You best behave. Don't Don't party. Don't drink and smoke and whatever. Be responsible. Yeah, it's like horror movie rules, basically. Totally. And the other thing that's different between uh, La Llorona and Tuli Vieja is that the mm-hmm. Tuli Vieja turns into a monster. Like yes. she has mm-hmm. wings and weird feet and she transforms. Yeah, her feet are backward. Her feet yeah. are backwards. Her and boobs like, are out. The whole jam. And then they realize that that's what they saw earlier. Yes. Miguel at this point asks if Josefina's baby was ever found. And the priest explains that there are rumors that apparently Josefina's baby was found and taken in by brujas. And so Miguel says, chucha, no more about the brujas. But the priest goes on. He explains that there was a school for witches in Madroña on your way to Bugaba, <laughs> Hogwarts. I think, and we see... I think it's a school of witches, not for witches. <laughs> like, you know how how it's how it's a murder of crows? It's not, yes. I don't think it's like... I don't think I it's just picture <laughs> like a kind of like old ramshackle building like up on a hill filled with witches teaching us. <laughs> just so. ah, but but it's funny because the priest says they took her not to be sacrificed but to show her these dark her. A- ways and whatever. And at this point we do see like it's again like kind of voiceover we see these witches chanting in a cemetery the priest explains that a lot of children have disappeared because of these witches especially the children of the guaymilles mm-hmm. which i assume is like a a people of panama and so again as this voiceover is happening we see all these witches including assault witch and the grand high witch they're all chanting and doing a ritual in a cemetery and it is revealed that Assault Witch is right at Josefina's grave. Open grave? Open grave, because she looks yes. down into it. So Miguel, at this point, is like, so the witch who brought me here, meaning Assault Witch, could be my own daughter, to which YG Bleach is like, oh, you fucked your own daughter, dude. And then starts 
cackling. That is not the correct reaction. Absolutely not. To a man fucking his daughter. This is a nightmare. Yeah. But Miguel is horrified. Yeah. Whereas YG Bleach is like, oh, funny. We cut to the bus driving some more. I like, even though they gave us a lot of these long shots of the bus driving through the night, it was very pretty, so I appreciate it. Yeah. It also shows us how deep we're getting into these witchy woods. Yeah. We see that Miguel is holding a picture of Josefina, and the priest tells Miguel that he's having trouble believing the story of Josefina and the witches, but... If it's true, Miguel's got to look out because the assault witch was probably raised with a lot of hate mm-hmm. toward her father, which is and Miguel. And resentment. And when these witches reach the age of 33, they have to commit an act of extreme cruelty. The wounded cop is like, he's like, my hand piss. is getting better. I got to pee. So he stands up, is literally standing by the doorway next to YG Bleach and starts to pee. Did you notice how many times the priest said, Ave Maria Purisima? A cada rato. If this movie had a drinking game, it would be every time they said chucha and every time the priest said, Ave Maria, Ave Maria Purisima. Purisima. He, the priest sees poor wounded cop peeing, so he's like, Ave Maria Purisima. <laughs> For the millionth time, YG Bleach is clearly distracted by this peeing wounded cop. And then he looks back on the road and there is Josefina in the road. So he swerves off and they go tumbling off the road down into like a river ravine kind of thing. So we cut back onto the bus and everybody's fucked up and bloody, but they're okay. You know, everybody's survived. Miguel is kind of helping YG Bleach off the bus. We get a jump scare because the wounded cop grabs him and YG Bleach straight up tries to stomp his face in because he gets so scared. Ave Maria Purisima. (laughs) Chill out, dude. Serious. He does not smash his face and he's fine. They all walk down to the river's edge. The priest is like, you guys stay here. I got to go back to the bus because I got to get, you know, I guess my holy water and my weapons to keep us safe. So YG Bleach is like, I've got my secret weapon right here. He pulls out his weed, starts to roll (laughs) roll a joint. Miguel is like, I'm good with my machete. And uh, the other cop is again like, my hand is better. <laughs> so I'm, I'm great. We then cut back to this priest. He's approaching the bus. He's saying okay. prayers for protection. Yes. So the priest is saying, one, Ave Maria Purisima, gracias Jesus. Two, the tablets of Moses. Three, he's like counting down things that would protect him. And uh-huh. as he approaches the bus, the doors to the bus close and i was wasn't expecting that and it made me jump scared me too full jump scare in there i mean not huge but enough that i was like puta yeah (laughs) and then a witch comes up grabs the priest and pulls him off screen not good we are then back at the river and then the priest screams and they're like what the fuck so miguel is like you guys stay here i'm gonna go check out to see what happened to the priest but yg bleach straight up follows him leaves the wounded cop there we get kind of this close-up shot on wounded cop and a witch's face comes into frame he's reaching for his gun it's almost like a mirror exercise like she has her hand around an area where she would be pulling out a gun too. He's lifting the gun out and she is bringing up her hand as if she's holding a gun, but it's just her two fingers and her thumb up. And she brings the fingers up to her mouth and he brings his the gun up to his mouth. And then we cut back to the dudes and you just hear a gunshot. So RIP, wounded cop has just shot himself in the face then this as part? they go to ooh, 
they find the priest being held down on the floor by the witches. The Grand High Witch, like, telekinetically reaches for the machete, which gets pulled out of Miguel's hand. It lands in the ground, and she again uses her witch power to basically drag the machete through the floor. It slices through the, the priest's body from crotch to sternum slices him in half and you know what this i was taken straight terrifier terrifier they slice him See. in half not quite fully you know no, it no, stops no. like he, right at the sternum yeah but enough but that's enough Ooh, Awful. that was fucked yeah yg bleach goes up to check on him josefina shows up josefina is behind miguel so she goes up and they straight up start to smooch yeah yg bleach is like really you're gonna do this now cool so Josefina gives the performance of her lifetime here. Wow, it is this woman! Full <laughs> drama. I was she's like, like, "This is a telenovela, oh, and she is oh, in it." She's like, "I did something awful. I killed our baby, and El Rio took the baby away, <laughs> and the baby cried and looked at me with her eyes. And, Why me, did baby. you do this to me?" She is living yeah. in this moment. Miguel is like, listen, I never wanted to be away from you. I've always regretted it. It was the biggest mistake of my life. And Josefina is like, my baby's dead. She's just in hysterics, theatrics. Miguel says, no, she's alive. And at this point, the witches throw a salt witch at Josefina. And clearly, this is the daughter. Hello. Yeah. A salt witch and Josefina kind of come together. Josefina grabs the half heart necklace and the daughter is like i know you didn't mean it you know when you had abandoned me at the, <laughs> the, <laughs> the river. river and um but she's like it was him who abandoned us you have to Miguel. avenge me and avenge yes. us and this is what grand high witch was like you need to get josefina to perform the act of taking miguel to hell right so josefina is like you're not dead my um, baby me the drama so then they embrace josefina starts to turn again into the tulivieja wings pop out of her back that was really cool the way it that looked was awesome that they were like mm -hmm. literally exploding like these nub wings exploding out of her like her shoulder blades shoulder blades yes and so the tuli vieja josefina yeah basically and um the assault witch are kind of pulled together and somehow i think she must like crack her spine or pull out her guts or something or her, but she straight up her kills her something she legit kills a salt witch she kills her her own kid daughter yeah yeah so she kills her so sorry assault witch you failed yeah. she did not take a como se llama to hell but she turns to do it to go grab miguel yes, and she does you're right so Tulivieja comes running at miguel she grabs his big bald head a uh, yg bleach goes for the machete but then somehow the priest is still alive and grabs for the machete as well yg bleach is pulled like, it out of his of his own gut of the priest's gut yeah. he's like if i'm gonna do anything i have to use this thing that is still in this man and then the hand how reach. he's still alive though bro so he does pull this machete out of this poor still alive man's body 
and uh, he throws it right at the Tuli Vieja. It spears through her and effectively straight through Miguel's head on the other side and Dude. kills Miguel. Yeah. So nice job, YG Bleach, you idiot. But like, I mean, <laughs> you cool, you pal. got the Tuli Vieja, but you killed your friend here. So then we get this kind of cool sequence here of the Tuli Vieja. I guess this was good enough to kill her because she kind of starts to melt and crumples to the floor. It's pretty cool. It is. And the puppet, again, we get some really good, like, close-up shots of this puppet that are are genuinely, like, it's good. Solid. I really think they did a good job. Had they not included the CGI, the few little CGI things with her, I would have been totally... I mean, you can tell that it's a puppet, but still... But it's decent. I'll take it. Yeah. Now it's just YG Bleach left with these brujas these witches so they start to kind of slowly surround him and slowly chase him while he's like with his iphone his phone up with the flashlight that's all he's got and he goes into uh, the river he's like my weed he starts smoking his weed and blows that weed on the witches which works for a moment yeah but then he accidentally dips the joint in the river and (laughs) boom you're an idiot. idiot it's out so he crawls onto the other riverbank. These witches are still kind of crawling up to him through the water. And then we hear the priest. The priest still, still alive. alive. He has dragged himself, literally guts. Guts trailing pulled behind, behind him. him. He's pulled himself up to the river's edge. He puts his hands into the water. And he's blessing And he it. starts, say, yeah, he's blessing the water. He's turning into holy water. Again, DS Ray, the shining music in the wow. back. This sequence was cool. All it these was witches, very cool. like the whole river is like boiling. And the witches start to kind of melt and pull themselves apart. Hair is coming off. Just scalp everywhere and their skin too. It literally is just they're like mm-hmm. pulling their faces apart. It was gross, but cool. Awesome. Yeah. And at this point, the priest says, you know, with his hand on the water, blessing the water, moments from death, thank goodness, because he must be suffering. Buddy. He says, Josefina, forgive me. Then he dies. Yeah. Could it be? This is the idea that I got earlier in the film when there was the brief flashback to the pre- the cute young priest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When Josefina comes up. I know that the idea is that she just wanted to confess to a priest, yeah. you know, because she is Catholic. Could it be that she was maybe pregnant with his baby? I'd say it's maybe a bit of a stretch. I think it is just because, possible? like, why would they be just chasing Miguel for so long? But everybody was brought together, like, in Chiriqui. So maybe, quién sabe? I'm not, I'm not saying you are wrong. I actually uh-huh. love that idea. I think it would be... If that was established a little bit better, yeah. that would have been really fun. It was fun. not established. No, no. But it was enough like when we did get the flashback of young priest that i was like oh this is their kind of love child would have been an interesting twist worthy to bring up i think so yg bleach gets back on the bus you know the the brujas are dead hopefully he's safe he grabs a picture of josefina just kind of like in the wreckage of the bus i guess yeah he looks at it and sits down in the driver's seat tosses that picture out the bus, good riddance, and then just kind of passes out in the driver's seat. We cut to the next morning. Miguel wakes up in the bus, but we're now back in the city. We're in Panama City again, back in our regular dimension. So he hears kind of like knocking in the back of the bus. So he gets up, he goes to inspect the knocking, and he finds Josefina's gravestone in the bus at the 
kind of bottom of the gravestone is a bunch of gravel and on top of the gravel is that half heart, heart. necklace. He goes to grab it and again, like the beginning of the movie where I was like, this reminds me of Carrie with the music. This is Carrie jump scare full where the hand pops up. I yeah, even though I was coming. like, I know what's coming. It's They gave us a little Carrie jump scare. The hand tries to grab him. He pulls away. The bus is turned on by some invisible force, which this part reminded me so much. Do you remember Nightmare on Elm Street 2? The opening yes. and closing sequence of the bus being driven off. Yes. Totally Nightmare on Elm Street 2 vibes here. So the bus starts to be driven off. We see YG Bleach in the back of the bus, like banging on the windows as it's just driving across a bridge back, I'm assuming, to, to GDK, back to these witches and Fiend. That is the end of our movie. Let's get wow. into some trivia and some fun stuff. Would you like to go first or would yes. you like me no. to go first? I'm going first. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> So I basically, my fun facts and trivia are mostly about Sol Moreno, and then I also have some stuff on the Tuli Vieja. Sol Moreno, our director, uh, she studied in Barcelona. Oh. She studied documentary filmmaking and has a background in special effects and production design, which I read an interview with her from a website called Cult Projections. She became a fan of horror because of childhood nostalgia and grandma's telling like these cautionary tales of grand mm -hmm. like folklore. Cause usually these Latino stories always have like a purpose behind it. Like be good yeah. and or blank will get you kind of thing. Yeah. She was able to fund this movie because Jordi, a.k.a. J, a.k.a. Jota, mm -hmm. and her wrote the script and it won the first prize of the National Film Fund of Panama, which a lot of the Very budget cool. went to the puppetry and the special effects and all that stuff. Which, which you can tell, it's not, not bad. The Tulivieja herself, the monster, is a mechanical puppet that Alex Rojas and his team designed and made. And it took about three months to make it, which is damn crazy. And her and Jordi, 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 <laughs> Jota, sure. this interview actually <laughs> happened in... September of 2020, so like just now, wow. they, they asked her about COVID and, you know, how it's put a halt on a lot of productions and a lot of setbacks. And she's like, actually, it's really helped Jota and I to write a sequel to Diablo Rojo. So that's, we have a Diablo Rojo 2 on the way. Jota is Spanish. He's from Spain, from Barcelona, mm -hmm. and lives in Panama, which is great. And now some stuff on the Tulivieja. Awesome. Love it. La Tulivieja is a common tale from both Panama and Costa Rica, which I think is pretty cool. She's common, like she commonly looks like she's got a big hat made of platano leaves, I think, and like with a big mm -hmm. brim. And uh, she's got tangled hair, a naked chest, which mm -hmm. we had in our monster. Yeah. The boobs are supposed to be full of milk because she abandoned her baby freshly out of giving birth to it so they're um, milky boobs and they leave a, <laughs> they leave a trail so often when la tulivieja has come around you'll see trails of ants 
that are f- eating and following the milk trail that she's left behind. Creepy. She is often depicted, La Tulivia has often depicted as a bird slash woman hybrid. Most notably, like a harpy. Harpies apparently often look like that, which I didn't know. In my mind, sure. harpies and banshees and all that shit, they're just like crazy looking ladies but no there are actual bird-like creatures and also another creature that they're often compared to is like sphinxes so Mm. like half animal half woman they have inverted feet so that they won't be followed so it looks like they're going a certain way but actually they're going the other way which is that is so creepy yes very creepy it's also known as a vengeful feminine spirit and even though it is cautionary tales for women to be like more responsible and better moms and whatever they also are known for being vengeful towards men and that they punish men this is all from wikipedia by the way but wikipedia in spanish so i was Mm -hmm. like what the hell and one of the phrases it said was punishing Hombres lujuriosos, luxury men. Luxurious men. But I think that's meant to say, like, these are men that don't take responsibilities to heart. So not only that, but that are irresponsible fathers. So what they'll Mm. they'll do is they'll find these men and they'll attract them with their full milky boobs and then go for a dance and then they meet their end. Very siren-esque, like, come to me, yes. My milky boobs, and now you've died. And she often follows the cries of these children. So she's looking for her kid. That's her whole thing, right? Mm -hmm. She also is drawn by cries of dogs or animals. And so that's another reason when she would show up, which is creepy. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's what I know about the Tulivia. I love that. She's a lot spookier than I thought. She creeps me out in that she's very, like, La Llorona to me is sad, and Tulivieja mm. to me is just... Like, the, the, oh. the Llorona usually, I mean, shows up as a specter, but, like, is a, it looks like a woman, where yeah. the Tulivieja is this a hideous, beast. backward-footed bird thing yeah. creature. Yeah, with boobs. Scary. I love all that stuff. So... Uh, first of all, I got a lot of my kind of fun stuff from this great article, which is basically a review of this movie mm-hmm. by Andrew Mack. Thank you, Andrew Mack, <laughs> for you. ScreenAnarchy.com. He says here, as great as the practical effects of the Tuli Vieja are, the real star of the film is the bus, an authentic Diablo Rojo. So that's nice. a real one that was used. And apparently the name of this Diablo Rojo is Duro de Matar, meaning hard, hard to kill. Hard to kill. There is also a, a wonderful theme, meaning the theme music, created by the producer uh-huh. Jota Jordi Najera. Nice. That dude. Very he John wrote the music, Carpenter apparently. of him. Well, so during the writing of this, he wrote this during the writing of the script of the film, and it's an homage to the work of Riz Ortolani, who mm-hmm. I assume is an Italian composer, and 
Cannibal Holocaust, which is a horrifying film that I actually have not seen. It was an homage to that, I guess. And it was another first for the Panamanian film community because the score was created by Ricardo Risco and the Panama Symphony Orchestra. That's amazing. He says here, we presume that this means it is a first for the symphony to create a score for a horror film. That's so cool. This reviewer says that he saw a first cut of the film, which he enjoyed more, and that the like I guess final cut of the film took a more serious approach to the movie okay and I I don't know which version we're seeing I assume it's the final cut but I can kind of understand what he's trying to say here because like I told you at the beginning of this episode at the beginning with that kind of cheesy music and the title card and everything I was like "Ooh, I hope this is super over the top which it is but it doesn't quite hit the mark with that I'm gonna say it feels like it's worse than it actually is because it doesn't fully embrace the like campiness of it exactly like Mm -hmm. they should have just gone for it he also writes here that we also have to be careful about the us versus them matchup that happens in Diablo Rojo because with the exception to a band of cannibals these four men are always facing off against evil women. Yeah. <laughs> and he says here, it is a bit of a catch-22 because cultures are ripe with folklore that has been left untouched or unrepresented. However, there are a lot of tales about evil women that was born out of patriarchal societies led by men who feared women because they are more awesome than us. <laughs> That's what he writes. Okay, Andrew Mack. Right? I was like, I love this. Yeah. And he says here, in our efforts to control them, we made them sinister and evil, meaning in our efforts to control women, which is so much easier than working towards parity and equality. Wow. Well written, sir. Absolutely. Throughout the movie, the men are particularly irritating. Yes, absolutely. They, they, Not all of them. Well, I would say like all of them do have a kind of irritating slant. All of them. Yeah. And it, again, is interesting to talk about how a lot of folklore is male fear. Yeah. And uh, so to kind of go off that, so you covered the Tuli Vieja, so I don't really want to get into it much. I did find this little thing from USC, University of Southern California Digital Folklore Archives. Cool. And... These are the words from Jonathan Castro, who at this point, this was years ago, but he was a 21-year-old student from Panama. And he says here, this legend is so well known in Panama that it is often referred to in a common phrase that is used. Typically, when someone who is going out with or dating a woman suddenly discovers that she is not as charming as she once appeared, it is common to say, salió la tulivieja. Wow. Which translates to the Tulivieja came out, basically, emerged. And because the phrase and the meaning behind it are so popular, many young men are warned to make sure that the women they are interested in are not secretly Tuliviejas. Wow. So, wow, 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 wow. Pretty shitty. But it just goes... Yeah. It, it fits with that whole kind of male patriarchy bullshit. Yeah. Like, don't fucking date a Tulivieja. Okay, everybody. Yeah. So, and then very quickly about the Diablo Rojo. So this article I found from transitionsabroad.com written by Darren Duford. And for some reason, I feel like this man is British because the writing is so dramatic. Oh. It's called the, De- the Death of the Red Devils. And he says here, 
The Diablos Rojos, literally Red Devils, had been, have been counterbalancing the drab concrete of the city for over four decades with their artwork plastered bodies and obnoxious outlines of lights. Having served out their first lives as American school buses, the vehicles were bought secondhand and shipped to Panama, their ribbed walls becoming weatherproof canvases. Their mounted speakers drown out honks with salsa, reggaeton, or anything with a vigorous rhythm. Each bus is as distinctive as the tastes of its owners. Oh, You're ridiculous, sir. Wow. But, like, so these buses were so cheap, and I think for a while, the only method of mass transportation in Panama yes. City, or maybe all over Panama, so people packed in there like sardines. And apparently, like, there were even vendors in there, like, selling food and candy and yeah, shit dude, like that. Yeah, dude, that's, what, it, that's going what it's like through. in Nicaragua. Insane. But, yeah, like, I can see this. Like, I've seen this before, you know? Yeah. With enough time, like, bus accidents, all this shit. Apparently, in March of 2013, all 1,200 Diablos Rojos in Panama City were decommissioned. Wow. So they are not a thing anymore. But this was, I think, met with a bit of resistance. Again, Darren Duford, in this same article, he says here, I sat on a nearby metal bench of a bus stop and met Ana. I asked her which bus system she preferred. The Diablo Rojo, she answered, they are culture. Mm. I asked Ana why she did not prefer the Metrobuses because apparently now there's these new, we saw them in the movie. Yeah. Like in the, the beginning, you see the new kind of fancy ones. And she says, they are sober. It's like they're cool, they're clean, not part of the culture. There's no character, no soul, basically. Right, right, right. I should be careful here because I think that the Diablo Rojos are deeply ingrained in Panamanian culture and they are, they were loved by the people there. However, it's probably for the best that they're not around anymore because they were extremely dangerous right. and because they were really bad for the environment. So RIP, all you beautiful Diablo old Diablo Rojos. Uh, that's... Basically it for me. Cool. That's all I got. Let's get some Let's do questions. some quick questions. Jonathan, were you scared? I'm going to say briefly. Me too. Briefly. Yeah. There yeah. were moments. Uh, what was your best scare? I'm going to give it to the... It wasn't a jump scare. The baby being torn apart was shocking and yeah. not enjoyable. So that was the scariest thing to me. How about you? For me, it's a toss-up between... The door closing on the bus, which genuinely made me jump, which is so yeah. stupid. But also, I do think for the one that I was the most creeped out was the when the witches were floating in the in the woods. That was totally. really I was real creeped out by that. Good one. Who was your favorite character? I'm gonna give it to Josefina slash Tulivieja. First of all, because that Tulivieja was very cool looking, but Josefina because she gave us the performance of a lifetime. I will never forget. Rio. I I just she was too much for me. How about you? I am also all about Josefina and the drama she served, which was great. So yeah. what was your favorite line or your best line? I've got three. I'll make them quick. They're not really lines, but I'm gonna give it to Chucha because I learned that. <laughs> Ave Maria Purísima because he said it fifty million times and El Rio se la, se la llevo because the drama. 
How about yes. you? For me, it was... Esta vaina te va a doler más que la misma verga. Thank you, YG, YG Bleach. YG Bleach. Um, what was your best death? Priest, machete, slice through, and then eventual death by river. Fuck, you guys. Me too. Wow. That was Nailed mine it. as well. To and totally to make him good. suffer for so long, to and keep him alive for so long. And the out of Ooh. him afterwards as he dragged himself. Man, Dude. so good. So good. Unexpected. So good. Yeah. Did you learn anything? From this film. Absolutely. Lots of slang, which I loved. And it was like, it was about the Panamanian folklore, the Tulivieja, the, the Conejo buses. Indians, I guess. Yes. The, the, the Diablos Rojos. I loved learning about that. Like, there was a lot to learn in this. And this was one, you know how a lot of the times we're like, oh, I kind of had to do my own research, which I did. Of course. But I almost didn't have to. Mm-hmm. Because it was in there. Yeah. So yeah, I learned a lot. Me too. Same. Last but not least, how many ooeys do you give this movie? I think I'm going to give it two and a half. Okay. It was between two and a half and three. And I'm very indecisive, but I'm going to give it two and a half. I just think like some of the effects took me out of it, particularly the CGI. It could have done with like a little bit of clarification and like just more of a stylistic decision to be like, this is the way we're going, this mm -hmm. direction. So two and a half, how about you? Funnily enough, I'm giving it three. Nice, I'm I like that, I'm glad you are. I'm giving it three because it gave me 80s monster movie vibes. Like it's just, and I mean this in a good way, it's just mm -hmm. shitty enough for me to appreciate like the effort put behind it. I think the story itself is a it was a really fun way of grabbing folklore and making it a monster movie. Sure, there was like there could be some editing stuff and all that shit, but I it didn't take me out of it completely. And I no. definitely there was I had a fun time watching it. I thought it was ridiculous enough, and I think you know it gave me what I wanted out of a horror movie. I agree with you totally with this, and I think us giving it a two and a half, me two and a half, you three is our way of saying hopefully we can translate this to you, our lovely listeners, that. Yes, it was kind of shitty, but it wasn't bad. Like it was yeah. both at the same time. You know what I Which, mean? Like I had a great time. Yes, those are my favorite kind of horror films to watch are mm -hmm. the ones that have enough humor in it, enough like shittiness that mm -hmm. is still incredibly entertaining and worth watching. It would have been so much better had they just been like, oh, that particular, you know, kind of vein of like, campy over-the-top ridiculous horror movie they didn't quite stick it yeah had they gone in that direction i would have been like oh you've nailed it but i still had a great time yeah for sure well here we are back from panama here we are back from panama back from a witchy dimension yes and uh i had a great time <laughs> me too i'm gonna go make sure i do all my chores and you know, yeah. not party too hard because I do not, and make sure yeah. that there are no trails of ants anywhere. Yeah, make sure I gotta stop being so uh, luxurious over here. Stop being luxurious, man. The Tulivieja is gonna come for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody, um, live live simple lives. Live simple no lives party. and no be parties. be good. Uh, and while you're at it, how about you rate and review us and subscribe 
to our uh, lovely little podcast. We're having a lot mm-hmm. of fun. Leave us a comment. Follow us on all the social medias. We're at Uikyorror literally everywhere. If you want to email us, sure, why not? Uikyorror at gmail.com. And um, we hope you're having a lovely December. It's almost 2021. We're Ugh. we're approaching fast, and uh, it's going to be good. Things are happening, people. And Johnny, I love you. I love you too. This is a lot of fun. <laughs> this was a lot of fun. Uh, see you guys next time. Adios. Adios. Bye. Sonoro. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.